With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody. This is Corey DLG. And uh, with me, as usual, is my little brother, producer Nico. Hey, guys. And we want to welcome you to another quick hits edition of Battle Red Radio. Uh, in the build-up to the coming season, we want to do lots of little hits here, just to kind of focus on different things. We were talking about roster cuts, but now the rosters are final. Now's the time to start talking about the things that matter coming into the season, such as uh, this focus of this episode, the AFC South. So we're going to kind of go over the teams, what we think the other three teams are going to do this year, and then how that's going to affect the Texans. Uh, how's it sound to you, Nico? I mean, sounds like a plan. That's that's all we need. Two dudes and a plan. Feels like that's a title for like a 1970s movie. Because it is, I feel like, definitely. I'm not saying you're right, but it feels like you're right. Uh, if anything, it's a plot synopsis. <laughs> that's fair. Um, the season, as always, kicks off September 11th. The Texans will be playing the Colts. Uh, here in Houston, so I think it's going to be. It's. I mean, it's. It's probably a Sunday noon game. We don't have a lot of non-Sunday noon games, which is usually the first indictment on a season. Um, but it is important to get a win early on a division rival. So for those who don't remember, uh, the Texans finished third last year with uh, four wins. All right, so we finished four and thirteen. Because there's now 17 games on the schedule. Uh, thankfully, we're in a we're in a division with Jacksonville, so their three and 14 season kept us from being bottom of the barrel. Um, and when Impressive. we get to them, we can we can spend some time laughing at them. Um, now the the problem is we finished last year five games behind Indianapolis, who finished nine and eight, and they finished three games behind Tennessee who went 12 and five. Um, so we've got some catching up to do now. Fortunately, the history of this division has basically been the story of Peyton Manning, uh, essentially. And then it, for a minute, it looked like it was going to be the story of Andrew Luck. And that's no longer the case. There's not a dominant quarterback in this division right now, uh, which means you then look to head coaches, which means we're going to start with the Tennessee Titans, uh, who went 12-5 and five last year. Uh, and then it's important to remember, it, Mike Vrabel was a New England Patriot as a player. He was on stabs. He was on the various staffs of the various coaches as they came up the ladders. And his last stop before becoming head coach was here with the Texans. At one point, I think he was even kind of like, unofficially dubbed a head coach in waiting here for the Texans. I don't know why the move was never made. I guess it was kind of the Bill O'Brien era. It is what it is. Um, But I like Mike Rabel as a head coach. I think he's a talented coach. I think he's smart. He's very New England-y in the sense that, like, he knows the rules. 
So he even does the stuff that Bill Belichick does, and he even got under Bill Belichick's skin last year. Uh, there was a Patriots game. So it's Tennessee versus the Patriots, and he does the th- – Bill Belichick will do the thing where you get back-to-back false start penalties, and the clock will run through. It's like you're trying to kill time on a drive at the end of the game, right? The other team wants the ball back. But you can run like 80-ish seconds off by taking the five-yard penalty. Uh, so Mike Vrabel did that to the Patriots and the whole time Bill Belichick's just cursing at the referee that that's not fair. It's like, oh, funny man forgets the rules now, does he? Yeah, and <laughs> it was it was an interesting little exchange there. Um, and it definitely sets the tone that Mike Vrabel un- is a smart coach who understands the rules, knows how to use them to his team's advantage. Um, so really, if you're a Texans fan, your hope is that they just never figure out their quarterback situation because that's what leaves them vulnerable. You know, uh, Mike Tannehill uh, was their quarterback last year. They drafted the rookie this year, um, Malik, and he actually kind of fell to them. So they got lucky there. He's going to – this – season he's behind Ryan Tannehill and so it's Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill and not exactly like a great receiving core Um, so they're going to be playing the traditional Tennessee football good running game careful passing game and then great defense Um, yeah Malik Willis I don't think anyone thought he was going to be available in the third round which is where the was where the Titans were able to get him and they've got him as their backup, and they've got him kind of unofficially dubbed as their guy of the future. It wouldn't surprise me if they let Ryan Tannehill go when his contract expires. I mean, like, it happens to everyone. Their time <laughs> in the sun. It definitely does, and it's not necessarily that he isn't, that they're not ready to move on, Uh I just mean that they would be comfortable with it because they they expect that Malik Willis will be ready to go. We'll see if that's the case or not. Basically, their weakness is that they never figure out quarterback because Derrick Henry will run until he can't, and then they'll get another running back that's kind of been the Titan way. Chris Johnson famously was, was a prolific running back just a few years back for them. They're probably the number one in the division still. They're They're easily the team to beat. 12 wins is kind of a lot for a team that doesn't have a lot of superstar talent. Maybe they drop a couple more this year. Uh, maybe it's like a 10-ish win season. But I don't think they're going anywhere from that top spot. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, as much as I want to be like, yeah, yeah, go Texans. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough call, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's the team that I do think has the opportunity to really slide. Um, so the Indianapolis Colts for the last couple of years have just been kind of plugging and playing various veteran quarterbacks. Last year it was Phillip Rivers, who is a dynamic quarterback, but he's not somebody with the history that ever scares me of winning. You know, Phillip Rivers has never even been to a Super Bowl. So when the Colts brought him in, my first thought was, okay, well, who cares? Um, and this year they brought in Matt Ryan who, while he has been to one Super Bowl, famously, it's a Super Bowl that probably he wishes people would forget 
which is when they were up 28 to 3 or whatever it was on the Patriots and then they lost. It's the Falcons one, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that was uh, that was the uh, that the season after that is the only time I've ever played fantasy football and I had him and they were like, "Hey, he's a great pick." And then he proceeded to be like the worst quarterback ever. Well, and that's sort of the thing like he is a numbers guy traditionally. But the last couple of years have just been brutal for him and he's no longer that numbers guy. And the Colts don't have those receiving threats that make you go, oh, yeah, he's going to light it up. Um, last year, they were a 9-8 and eight team. They gutted out, you know, con- you know, hard football wins. This preseason, they went 1-2. and two. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think. I'm not in love with Matt Ryan as a guy who can just show up and win you a bunch of games. I'm just not. Um, Hasn't been his track record so far. (laughs) Well, Atlanta was always – here's the thing. Like, there's this tier of quarterbacks in the league that can – that you can't let go of if you're a franchise because they are good. But then there's just something lacking in their DNA that they're never the guy to move you to that – next status and that's kind of been matt ryan's story it was philip river's story um it's the story of a lot of guys in the nfl i mean it's the story of most guys in the nfl truthfully um they're good but not good enough to make you a super bowl winning quarterback i mean if you think about the fact that i I guess maybe half of the super bowls in the last 15 years have been won by tom brady uh you know the other half have to div- the rest of the league has to divide up the other seven or eight Super Bowls. So <laughs> it's not necessarily a great indicator of success. I mean, and then a lot of those guys who won those other ones are now retired and gone, you know? Um, so there's not a lot of active quarterbacks who have Super Bowl pedigree. And while Matt Ryan was there, they lost and they lost a heartbreaker of one. And while he's saying all the right things, he's excited to be in a situation that's built to win right now, things like that. I don't really, I don't. <laughs> I don't built to win is a, is, is, a, is a statement I absolutely adore. Oh, yeah. Or, or like when you're a quarterback away or when you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Like there, <laughs> I, there's very few teams that are ever genuinely one quarterback away. And I don't think the Colts were ever that team. So I don't know that getting Matt Ryan moves like I, they went nine and eight last year. If they went six and eight, or I guess it would be six and 11 this year, uh, I wouldn't blink. Like, like it wouldn't surprise me at all. Just terrible. Well, it's, it's just, it is what it is. They're, they're not a, they do have some talent on the defensive side of the ball, but I don't love. They have a great running back. Jonathan Taylor is a running back, and he is great. They're going to run the ball a lot. But when they need to get some some passing yards, I don't know that they have the the parts that they should have around a Matt Matt Ryan to get it done. So I don't know that they have enough pieces to, to get out of the season successfully. Um. They're probably still the two seed, but not because of anything they do. 
Yeah, that's a that's a tough call for us. Pretending we're still number three. I think we're still number three, but you got to remember we only won four games last year. Uh, yeah, but I feel like our team's at least better this year. I think they're better, but you know, uh, Davis Mills only won two games last year. Um, as a quarterback, there was other quarterbacks who won the other games. I mean, I think I think we're better, but I also think we're young. Uh, it's a new head coach. It's a new regime. I you. There are things that I don't think are going to be gotten correct, you know, the first way through. Uh, so four and thirteen last year. We're probably a couple games better. So, so six and eleven. So we're tying the what worst Indianapolis could do. Right. We're we're our ceiling is probably somewhere in that range of Indianapolis's floor, and so. You know, if Indy fails to perform and we really get it, really put something together, yeah, maybe we can jump to the two spot this season. I don't, that would be an impressive season, though. That, next on our list. Yeah. Um, so now let's go ahead and talk. Let's, let's just, let's just get into it. The Jacksonville Jaguars. They're the team doing the rest of us favors right now. They are on their third head coach in three years. The Urban Meyer thing was a total mistake. Um, Let's go. They are a team that just kind of... uh, Listen, losing that year hurts no matter who you are. But it was also Trevor Lawrence's first year as a quarterback. And... They don't have a lot to show for it. Like it wasn't, it, it wasn't a good year. So from that, the wide receiving core is not great, but it doesn't matter because the quarterback still has a lot of growth to do anyway. The line is eh, shaky. Um, but they don't have part of the problem is they don't have a ton of established talent because. You know, the guys who were supposed to be the foundations for this team from a couple of years ago are all gone. The corner they had drafted, Jalen Ramsey, they traded away. Leonard Fournette was another first-round pick. He's gone. This is a team that perpetually struggles to make the right choices personnel-wise. So even even constantly changing coaches kind of doesn't matter because they still don't do the things they need to do to take care of the people they need to take care of. So you're kind of left wondering what's supposed, how it's supposed to work for this team. It's perfectly fine. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Well, <laughs> yeah, now we can't even make fun of like their, their funny quarterback, like Blake Bortles. He's just gone now. Yeah, yeah, he's and that's the thing is like when you're on a bad team like Jacksonville and you never figure it out when Jacksonville cuts you, there's not a lot of places to go. <laughs> like it's like so you're telling me you were pretty average to bad in your garbage team. It's like yeah, 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 and they're like, yeah. mm, we'll keep you on the call sheet as they slide back your resume. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I understand. As you move to the bottom of the pile, like. Uh, well, we'll keep in we'll keep in touch as they as they shuffle the paperwork to the back of the stack. We'll call you, which is a nice way of saying don't call us. 
Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, Josh Rosen was at one point supposed to be, you know, he was number one. I, I, I want to say, like, I don't think he was number one overall, but he was a top five or top ten pick. He was Arizona's first-round pick when they were top ten. He was supposed to be their quarterback of the future. They fired their head coach after one year so they could hire the head coach from Texas Tech, who wants his own quarterback. He guy. Josh Rosen to Miami so that he could draft Kyler Murray. Miami uh, drafts Tua uh, Tua Safosa. I, I didn't get that right. Um, that's that's Colton's boy. He's on the Tua trade. And then is he? Oh, it, well, listen. This is an impressive college career, uh, so it's hard not to be impressed. I don't know that I I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy him or Kyler Murray honestly. Um, but so then Rosen wasn't the sort of there either, and through no fault of his own, he winds up on his third and then fourth team. Anyway, he got cut from the Browns this this week. Uh, that's that's, a, that's upsetting. Yeah, it's like he didn't even make the Browns final fifty three. This was a guy two years ago who was a top ten pick. And while he didn't have a great rookie season, there wasn't anything on film that was so egregious that people were like, well, can't use this guy. Uh, but once you're on that like downward trend, it's hard to get teams to take you seriously again. <laughs> he was uh, he was on the downward spiral through no fault of his own. Like literally if like if they never fire the head coach, let's say the Texas Tech guy said never says he wants to uh come like let's say he turns down the job, and so they keep Arizona keeps their old head coach. Josh Rosen is still the quarterback. Yeah, like he's probably a name that we would at least know. But now he's he's been backburnered so hard by literally everyone. Well, and like <laughs> poor guys, just like well, in oh, the places like... he went weren't really opportunities for him. Like the trade to Miami, he couldn't control. But I think I think they cut him from there, and I think he went somewhere else, and got and got cut from there, and then signed in Cleveland. Uh, but like, and then now didn't even make the fifty three in there either. Well, but, but what chance did he really have to make the fifty three in Cleveland? Like Cleveland gave two hundred fifty million to Watson. They had uh, Jacoby Brissett and someone else on the roster, like. What realistic shot did Josh Rosen have of cracking that rotation? That's a fair point. So what like, happened to Baker? I would. I Baker's totally missed. He's he's the starter in Carolina, where they play. Guess who? Week one, Cleveland. Hysterical. Why? Why is the world like this? Thanks, NFL, for making every game like, like this. Literally, this is the season. Oh, hey, did you just leave? Time for you to play each other. It's going to be great. Oh, Deshaun Watson's first game back will be against the Texans in Houston. Yeah, they do this. I don't think it's a coincidence the NFL does that. Like, the, it's, a this, guy, it's a guy making a roster, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's all coming together. <laughs> the, the, the schedule-generating algorithm is like revenge. That's the key priority as it builds the schedule. Um, I... I don't know what I'm supposed to expect out of Jacksonville. Uh, it's Trevor Lawrence's second year. It's a brand new head coach. That's always a, and a new staff. That's always a really good sign for a rookie quarterback when he could just have to learn new offenses every offseason. Yeah, um, so it's a good sign. So I, <laughs> I don't know. 
listen, this could be the guy who walks in and and lightning strikes in Jacksonville. Jacksonville has had random years where they win like twelve games. That is true. And then they spend the next four years losing thirteen games. Uh, I think it's more likely they lose thirteen games than win twelve. But uh, I, you know, we live in a society. You know what I mean? Like it's possible, I guess. That's true. Uh, but more than likely, they are they are still a three and fourteen team. So you're placing our bets at third. I'm saying best we're case third. scenario second. Yeah, and and an absolute best case scenario first. So what you're saying is there's a change. <laughs> I don't know that I said first any time. <laughs> I don't think I said that at all. You said that if Titans don't figure out their quarterback situation, the Colts are significantly worse this year. And Jacksonville is a non-issue, so this is either. So this is. I see this as an absolute win. Okay. All right. I'm. Gl- I'm glad you heard me there. Uh, I feel listened to. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Make sure to comment right there. We're gonna. You know, we we try. We're trying to grow this show, so we're posting a lot on Reddit. We're using Reddit in the Texans threads. A lot, so feel free to comment or post anything in there. Uh, if you agree, disagree, let's get the conversation going. Uh, obviously, I'm right and you're wrong, but let's at least hear you out. Let's at least hear how it goes. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. This is Corey DLG with my producer, little brother Nico. Uh, this has been another Battle Red Radio quick hit, and we got a uh, we got a lot more coming your way. Tomorrow is a uh, it's a larger show. It's going to be Colton, myself, and Nico having a good time. I don't know what we're going to be talking about yet, but it'll be fun. It'll be entertaining because it always is. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys.